We're still early in what has been so far a disappointing Chicago Bulls season despite the win against Utah. We're going to talk about Kobe White's growth as a starting point guard and him kind of talking about his mindset, trying to take a more leadership role in the team. We're also going to talk about the Chicago Bulls and them trying to avoid the same mistake that they made with Pat, with Larry Markkinen with Patrick Williams and if that is going to bite them in the foot or not in the long run. And we're going to also talk about the Los Angeles Lakers being rumored to be interested in Alice Caruso. They ain't going to get them. That plus we're going to preview the game against the Suns going down tonight. All that and more. Right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, Let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So I want to start off talking about Kobe White and his growth at point guard, right? And he, and it's a, a couple of quotes for him that really kind of kind of brought together how he's still growing as a point guard. I know a lot of Bulls fans have been kind of disappointed with the start of his season, even some saying, especially with the rise of play of Javon Carter, that maybe uh, the Bulls should look to maybe make a, a change at the starting point guard like they did with the power forward. But Kobe White's saying this recently. I probably I, I can probably still come come off or come across as a shithead. And I'm, and I'm fine with that because I want to win games at the end of the day. But all these guys know me personally, and I take the game, uh, I take the time to get to know everyone in this locker room as well as I can. Relationships, friendships, those things mean a lot to me. They know I can say something a certain way. It's out of place of love, wanting to win. Uh, the new offense has been a little bit of work, but we're committed to it. Billy has uh, been hard on us about playing the right way and doing the right things to the floor. And communication is a huge part of that. That's where I come in at. Uh, whatever I speak, I feel like the vets listen. Sometimes it may not be what they want to hear, and I can tell by their facial expression that it's something they may not want to hear, but they've never outright told me to shut up or fuck off, nothing like that. They want to win too. If I see something, I have no problem saying it. Now, we talk a lot about the Chicago Bulls as having a leader and having a vocal player on the court, especially defensively, that are going to get players in the right position. I'm not by any means saying that Kobe White is going to develop into that. I think he has a lot of room to grow on his, his himself defensively, even though he is much better defensively than what he was when he came into the league, right? But we are seeing Kobe White grow into the role of starting point guard, and not, that's just not on the stat sheet, right? We're talking about also in just learning how to run things, right, and, th and those type of things. And while we don't use Kobe White or very much, and we're not going to use any player as a true traditional point guard. I think a lot of Bulls fans thought that we need a true point guard when there are really only a handful, if that, of true point guards in the NBA anymore. But what you do need is somebody who can run the show at times, who understands how to get players the balls, the ball, well, pause, uh, how to get players the ball, but also how to, um, you know, how to break down the defense at times. And we're seeing Kobe kind of understand the pace a little bit more. And that's really, if you look at, even though it's only one win, but over the last three games for Kobe White, his, his statistics have risen quite a bit. If you look at his averages on the season, he's averaging 12 points per game, three rebounds, four assists on 39% shooting from the field. And over the last three games, it's been a nice uptick for him. Is it perfect? No. But over the last three games, he's averaging 15.6 points per game on 53% uh, percent shooting from the field, 4.6 assists, and 2.6 rebounds. Now, again, is that amazing? Jump out the stat sheet numbers from you? No, but that does show a player that is learning and understanding his role, understanding how and where to pick his spots. And I think last game against uh, the Jazz with his 18 points on, what, 77% shooting was one of the best games. Now, again, it was against a very weak defensive team, so let's see if Kobe can turn that into a little bit more consistency, right, which is the thing he did say coming into the season is that he wanted to work on his consistency. But I do think we're seeing a player 
grow into a role. And while I understand a lot of Bulls fans and 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 things of, of just wanting it now, especially with how disappointing this team has been, Kobe White is 23 years old, whose role has changed every single year he's been on this team. And now he is trying to, to affirm himself as a starting point guard amongst veterans on a team that is still disappointing and trying to find their identity. And I think sometimes we can can not understand how important it is for a team to have identity for players that are trying to find themselves too. When you don't have an identity as a team and then you're still trying to find yourself as a player, it's harder to find where you mix in at that, right? And so, yeah, one could also say you got to go out there and take it. And I think that that's what we're seeing Kobe White getting to trying to do. And I've already talked about how the, the stats show when Kobe and DeMar are on the, on the floor together, just it hasn't worked for, for either one of them really, but they're still trying to figure it out. And I think, you know, with some time, can it get better? Yeah, I'm gonna, if I'm going to say that it's going to be perfect, no, I'm not going to say that by any stretch of the imagination, but I do think we are seeing Kobe Wright grow as a leader, grow into um, a, a starting point guard, and just grow into a player that understands amongst, uh, you know, a, a bunch of uh, other players that are ball dominant, how to go out and get his and be assertive at that same time. So love hearing this quote from Kobe White. Love hearing the mindset. Love actually seeing it on the court as well, that you can see that there's improvement coming from him. And let's hope that it continues for the rest for the rest of the season from him. And we just continually see him grow after grow after grow. And I actually think moving Torrey Craig into the starting lineup, having even kind of more veterans where he's really the, the, the only sub 24-year-old player um, in that starting lineup now, I think that that can help him as well along his development. And so we'll end up seeing it, man. We'll, we'll end up seeing it. And hopefully, like I said, I root, I root for everyone who's on my team to, to really be able to, to grow and turn into the players that we want to see them turn into. Now, in talking about players that we want to see turn into, another big one, especially triggering one, for is, uh, is Bulls fans. Is, is Patrick Williams for Bulls fans, right? And, you know, I, I think a lot of Bulls fans make the comparison to Larry Marketing. I've done it myself. It's a natural one to make, right? It's one that makes a lot of sense when you look at the way that Larry grew, right? I think there's a little bit of a difference. Larry Marketing came into the team where he was the, he was the number one right away, especially with Zach Levine being out with injuries initial rookie season, right? And then that second season, we really saw a lot of just solid things from, from uh, Laurie Market. And then, of course, the confidence, the injuries started taking a toll. Jim Boylan came in, things like that. And so when you, I, I, I understand, like I said, I understand making the comparison, but I do think that the Bulls are at this place now where they don't want to make that same mistake with Laurie, right? And no, it wasn't all on this front office as far as how Laurie's career with the Bulls went because they only had him for one year, right? But I think recently that Billy Donovan quote that we played a couple of episodes ago of him just saying, you know, Laurie went away and he's not surprised at Laurie, what Laurie turned himself into. And he even said, I wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happens with Patrick Williams if he, if he does go somewhere, unfortunately, and then, he, and then he does develop. But you have to ask yourself as Bulls fans, and as a front office, they have to ask themselves the tough questions, right? And saying that, are we so worried about him grow, developing somewhere else that we're, that we're locking into him in a way that maybe... Maybe he hasn't earned yet, right? And so while Patrick Williams has played much better coming off the bench, more assertive, right? Shooting the ball a little bit better, definitely. Me and Kevin talked about that on the extra episode yesterday, so definitely go and check that out. Um, but I think that the difference between Laurie and Pat is that you kind of saw everything that flat. Like, Laurie came in averaging 19 points per game. Again, a very different team. He was able to get just about as many shots as he wanted when he initially came here with the Chicago Bulls. So I understand that, right? But Patrick Williams recently said this. I've never been good at the business of basketball. It really hasn't been much of an importance of mine up until this point. But obviously, this is how I feed my family. Obviously, I want a big contract. I think that's what I work for, and I think that's what I'm worth. But whenever it comes, it comes. I'm not 100% going to say this summer or next summer or whenever it may be able to. I go out and hoop and try to win games. My main focus now is helping the team get over this next hump and get myself over the next hump. And so when it comes down to Patrick Williams, 
it's always the potential, right? We all see the potential in Patrick. He's flashed it. We just, I think it really comes down to, much like with Laurie, the one thing that we can compare towards the end there, it was the confidence, right? And if this stint on the bench, whether it's the rest of the regular season or whatever it is, if it helps build that confidence in Pat, then that, I think, is going to help him jumpstart. Now, him even saying that he wants a big contract, it may not come next summer, right? I'm glad that he's coming to that realization because with the play that he's been given, it's probably not going to come this upcoming summer. But that doesn't mean he can't work himself into it. And that's why I do I have been saying, and I think this kind of plays into that as well, is that if Patrick Williams does stay with the Chicago Bulls, it's probably going to be on like a three-year deal because I think he's going to be motivated him and his agents to really take that time to develop and then get back out as soon as possible and get a hopefully that big contract if he shows and lives up to it. It all comes down to 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 me to confidence with P. Will. I think that if P. Will played more confident, more consistently, we'd see had seen a much different player with Patrick Williams so far. That's just my opinion. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. And I know not everyone shares that. I know a lot of Bulls fans are kind of over the Patrick Williams experiment. And I think that there's some fairness in that as well, right? So at the end of the day, it's I, I still think that there's a very slim chance that Patrick Williams is not back in the Chicago Bulls uniform next year. Now, that may come via him having to go out and find a deal somewhere else and the Bulls matching the offer sheet, or it may come with him, the, the agent, his agent and the Chicago Bulls just really evaluating what he was able to contribute this season and realizing, all right, let's go ahead and lock out this deal. Let's see what we can get on the next one. But, you know, I, but there is a risk involved in that. I, I, the Laurie thing, and people bring up Wendell. Wendell is the same damn player. He just has more opportunities, at least to me. Um, but I think when you look at the Patrick Williams part of it is that I, I get not wanting to have egg on your face in a way again, like with the Laurie marketing situation, but you don't also want to have egg on your face by locking in somebody to a big money extension and then they never develop either, right? So it's that balance that the front office has to strike with this situation with Patrick Williams. And I, I listen, I, there's, it's, we won't know until the, just the offseason, much like with Kobe White. It's, we, we won't know until the offseason. They could very well come to a deal before he ever gets a chance to interview with anybody else. Or he could not. We end up seeing. They could play much like Zach Levine's initial restricted free agency uh, where he had to go out and sign an offer sheet with the, with the San Antonio, Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings. So let me know what you guys think on that down below. All right. Next up, we had a recent rumor. This one's from Sean Davini from TheHeavy.com. He says that the Lakers brass feel the team lacks teeth on defense, especially on the perimeter. And Eastern Conference executive, bear, uh, bear this in mind that the Lakers may be interested in swinging a deal for Alice Caruso. Now, here's what they said that they were going to offer. Th that, uh, that the Lakers would not get, get uh, offer a first-round pick, but they may be willing to give up Jalen Hood Shafino, which is somebody that I did scout in this upcoming draft, I mean, last year's draft that I did like, um, and another contract if they can wait till December 15th. Now, here's what I'm going to say. 
There's no way in hell you're going to get Alex Caruso for Jalen Hood Shafino. And this is a guy, like I said, I'm not completely down on Jalen Hood Shafino. I think he's a nice prospect, especially at that point guard position. He is somebody who can maybe end up turning into maybe something similar with Alex Caruso is, or maybe even a higher um, offensive upside, right? But I think at the end of the day, I'm not, I, we know the Bulls have said their, their, their price for Alex Caruso is multiple first round picks at this point. And while Jalen Hood Shafino came in, to the draft. He's a 6'5", 215-pound point guard who can play either the point or the shooting guard, right? Much like Alice Caruso. And his comps were at were Malcolm Brogdon. And we've seen what Malcolm Brogdon has turned himself into in this league. So I understand that. And if the Bulls were to, I think that that would signify that other moves that had to happen to maybe for the Bulls to get younger, right? If the Bulls do decide to move off a Zach, move off a DeMar, and then they move off of Alice Caruso as well, right? Especially while he does have a Nine and a half million dollars. The value of Alex Caruso's contract is ridiculous. And get a young, promising point guard back. But I think that that would have to come via a overhaul of the roster overall. They're not just going to come in and get Alex Caruso back from the Chicago Bulls for just Jalen Hood Shafino if this team is still committed to trying to win now, right? So, but let me know what you guys think on that rumor. If the Lakers did offer a package built around Jalen Hood Shafino, what else would you want, right? What do you try to get a uh, a Valentine out of it, right? Something like a Jared Valentine out of it, right? Uh, or Vanderbilt. Wait, did I say Valentine? Vanderbilt. Uh, Denzel Valentine. We don't want that. Uh, would you want a Jared Vanderbilt back in that and try to work out a deal like that for it, right? Let me know what you guys think on that down below. I'll be interested to hear what you what what kind of permutations you guys come up with if the Lakers were to really make a serious call to try to get Alex Caruso back on their team. But all right. Now, tonight, last, last topic of the day, we face the Phoenix Suns, and this is a game where it's been rumored now a couple of, for a couple of days that Bradley Bill may be making his his uh his his season debut today against the Chicago Bulls in Chicago. And so you have to ask yourself, what are some of the keys to the to the game for the Chicago Bulls? They're they're what they've been. Def- defensively, the Bulls have to step up. The de- the defense for the Chicago Bulls has been god atrocious and awful. So let's be clear on that one, right? But again, the defense of the Phoenix Suns isn't that much better either. And so when you look at that part part of it, much like the Bulls took advantage of a weak defensive team in the Utah Jazz and were able to shoot high percentages, that's what you have to do. Now, you do not you do not want to get into a shooting uh, back and forth with the Phoenix Suns, especially if Bradley Bill is making his return at that point. That's not what you want to do. But I do think that if the Chicago Bulls can lock in defensively and show some of that intensity we've seen in this game in, in, from this team at times, that that is where we can try to start taking advantage of the team. The Phoenix Suns are a middle-of-the-pack team offensively right now. They aren't shooting the three ball efficiently well. They aren't shooting from the field efficiently well, right? But again, that is without Bradley Bill, without Devin Booker in a lot of those games. For the statistics, that's why I'm not, usually when I come into these game previews, I bring up like the, the stats of the team thus far, but I think the Phoenix Suns isn't really indicative of that because just because of how, how up and down that roster has been with some of their biggest parts. Now on defense though, they are averaging allowing 110 points per game. So you want to look at that as well. Now that's not, it's not the worst in the NBA by any stretch of the imagination. They're middle of the pack like they are with a lot of other statistics. The Bulls have to come in and execute. What did we talk about with the last game against the Utah Jazz? Moving with intention. That means moving without the ball. Moving with, moving the ball around with intention. Intentionally taking the open shots, working around to find the best shots possible that you can get, right? Those are things that you want to see from this uh, Chicago Bulls team against a Phoenix Sun team that can absolutely give them tons of fits on both sides of the ball, right? So, if the Bulls can shoot effectively, not necessarily just taking a bunch of threes to take them or try to match the Phoenix Suns, but get natural open threes by the way that you move the ball around, this can be a night where the Chicago Bulls can find some success. Again, 
it's not going to be easy by any stretch. We have to have the players locked in, and I think the core three as well have to come in and ready to perform like a core three group, like, like the core that this roster is built around. So Devin Booker, still questionable. Bradley Bill, still questionable right now. But if Bradley does make his debut, again, the Bulls' defense, especially out on the wing, has to be tough. Now, if, let's say, Bradley Bill does not make his debut, it does, of course, make things a little bit easier on the Bulls defensively because that team is then Kevin Durant with a bunch of extras. But you have to look at it. Aaron Gordon, a player that can go off from three. Grayson Allen, a player that's also killed the Bulls, even though he's not this amazing three-point shooter. We've seen it, right, especially when he was in Milwaukee. Uh, Yuta Watanabe, another one who can who can rain it from three. So you can't allow this team to get out on you and kill you from the three-point range. You have to defend the three ball excellently in this game. So if the Bulls can do those things, it definitely makes it easier for them, but it comes down to execution. And as well, like we've talked about before, execution and then Billy Donovan understanding the rotations and bringing in the right combination of players at the right time. He did a really good job at it against the Utah Jazz. Now again, we know what the Utah Jazz are and what they aren't. But at the end of the day, like this is a this is a team that has some similar defaults, right? And the, the Phoenix Suns right now aren't really killing it from three-point range, like I said, either. So if the Bulls can come in, play some solid defense, do not fall asleep, be engaged the whole game defensively. You have to be because this team can get going, and if it gets going, the game's gone. So if the Bulls can do that while also maintaining an efficient offense enough, I think that this could be a solid game. Look at the bench as a key in this one as well. The Phoenix Suns have some depth. But I tell you what, I trust the Bulls' depth a little bit more, especially with the way Javon Carter and Andre Drummond have been playing with Ayo Desumu and uh, Patrick Williams. And then you know, already know Alex, what Alice Caruso is, right? So the bench, I definitely think we can win the bench battle. And so that definitely gives me a, some, a confident leg to stand on with this team. It's just that do the starters and the team overall really play efficient offense. And if they do, the Bulls can be in this game. But otherwise, you already know we're going to be live for the pregame halftime hangout and post-game shows tonight on the channel so make sure you guys hit the subscribe button if you're on the podcast side go over to the youtube side hit the subscribe button there um just to help the channel grow and you get to catch some live streams you don't see on the podcast side but that's it for me for today guys make sure you guys are following the show at bull central pod you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns bullcentralpod at gmail.com and then lastly if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag the number to do so 773-270-2799 we are the number one spot for everything chicago bulls related thanks to you guys and like i liked in every episode on go bulls love you guys see right if you can y'all peace this has been a presentation of the break break media, break, 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 media.